Reverend David Robatson fell asleep in the Lord this past Tuesday. Christian funeral and committal services took place yesterday at Lutheran Church of the Resurrection and Holy Cross Cemetery. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Our Old Testament reading today picks up just after something major has happened. And I believe they assume you know what that major is. They ate the fruit from the tree that they weren't supposed to eat. The full communion that they had shared with God was broken. And look at what followed. Man hid from God. God asked, where are you? Man feels shame now at his nakedness. And God draws out from Adam a confession But Adam doesn't confess. He blames God for the woman. And the woman blames the serpent. Man was overcome by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Before that moment, man knew only good. From then on, original sin infects us all. We're all born dead in our trespasses, knowing evil. But to the serpent... God gave a word. The serpent was cursed. The woman and the serpent would have enmity. They'd be at war with one another. The woman's offspring would fight those of the devil. The devil would get in a mere flesh wound on the heel. But the woman's offspring would strike a death blow to the serpent's head. Now, it's a very pointed scene in the now old movie, The Passion of the Christ. But if you did see it, you probably remember it. I know it's been a while since it came out. Jesus, right away, opening scene, praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. And after being tempted in the garden, sound familiar, by the way, right? From the devil, a snake goes out on its belly toward Jesus Christ. But he rises, as weak as his flesh may be at this moment, and he firmly stomps on the serpent's head, killing the snake with his heel. And if you saw it in the theaters with the booming bass, you probably jumped. There's nothing in Scripture that says it went down that way. But of course, it's a movie. It's not scripture. There are two forces at work here. One is of the devil and one is of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We don't believe in dualism. We don't think of those two kingdoms as equal but opposite forces. A yin and a yang or something like this. No. This isn't a dark side versus Jedi scenario. Who's going to win? This isn't two titans duking it out. This is the one true God and his extreme inferior. Once God promised in the garden that the Savior would come and crush the head of the serpent, it was done. God promised so it would be. The devil was going to be crushed. 
But we didn't need Mel Gibson, the movie director, to make it clear to us. We did need the Holy Spirit to reveal this truth to us in the Word. While the imagery of the Garden of Gethsemane hearkens us back to the other garden, Eden, and the first temptation, it's actually really on top of the barren, rocky crag of Golgotha, where the devil's head is crushed. Man was overcome when he ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in this lush, verdant garden. But likewise, the devil is overcome by a tree, the tree of life, the tree of the cross. And not just a tree, of course, but he who was hung upon it. On the tree of the cross, Christ drank the cup of the Father's wrath over my sin and yours. And from that tree of Jesus' shame flows life eternal in his name. For all who trust and believe, salvation's living fruit receive. And of this fruit so pure and sweet, the Lord invites the world to eat, to find within this cross of wood the tree of life with every good. There's the battle. The victory's won right there at the cross. The resurrection of our Lord Christ on the third day, an absolute certainty. How could death hold the one who had fought the battle and won? All are invited to believe this truth, you included. You are invited to believe in the one who has risen from the dead, who loved you so much to die for you who fulfilled his own very promise to crush the serpent's head. He has overcome all of your enemies. Now, sadly, some respond to all of this like this. Jesus is crazy. He's out of his mind. It's lunacy. But could a crazy person offer such brilliant and profound wisdom Quoted throughout the ages? Some say he's possessed by Beelzebul, and by the prince of demons he casts out demons, as if he's just higher up in the hierarchy. He's a, he's a captain commanding an ensign. That's how he's doing those signs. Must be. It must be a grand trick of the devil. How dare they, honestly? How dare they, Lump the one who was promised to defeat the devil, who was going about defeating the devil, and who would lay down his life to defeat the devil. For you and for them, how dare anyone say that about Christ? Jesus isn't crazy. He's not in league with the devil. He binds up the devil and he plunders his house. And he welcomes you to plunder his house as well. He's tied him up and said, Come on, the prince of this world is bound. Let's go. Christ opposes the devil's kingdom. He has conquered the devil. Jesus is the one who loses and sets free. We who were bound in the devil's kingdom. And he was dancing around us. And yes, the devil is our superior in the fight if we go it alone. But God brings his kingdom by the gracious working of the Holy Spirit, 
wrapping those cords around Satan. And he looses the cords around you. And you believe. You believe in the only true God. You believe that the God who took on human flesh, he's the one who died for your sin. And you've eaten of the tree of life by faith. And today we receive special fruit from that tree for our forgiveness, life, and salvation. Christ's very body and blood. Once we were so very far away from God, hiding from Him, afraid. But in Christ, how close are you to heaven itself? Even now. You don't need to worry about the devil and his power. Christ is more powerful, and he has crushed the serpent's head for you. The devil's defeated. God is your mighty fortress. You don't have to worry if you've committed the sin of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, as if somehow you're de facto, by a technicality, doomed to hell. God's kingdom has come to you, and he comes to you, and it continues to come to you, when our Heavenly Father gives us His Holy Spirit, so that by His grace we believe His Holy Word and we lead godly lives here in time and there in eternity. Look to Christ then. And in so believing and trusting, you're doing the will of God and are part of Jesus' crew, His family, trusting in Him and looking to Him for mercy, protection, and salvation. Christ Jesus is your mighty shield, through which no flaming art of the devil can penetrate. The devil has no hold upon you who believe in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' most powerful name, amen.